This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. Tēnā koutou katoa, no mai haere mai tu he puna kōrero. Kia ora, e te whanau. Kia ora, and this is a show of Go Eco, he puna kōrero, uh, where the community is our inspiration as we commence our journey to understand decolonisation and our collective commitment to earth and people. Joe's looking at me like, how do you do it? How do you do <laughs> how it? How do you do it? She's going to get it down one day, just like it's going to roll off. The only thing in the world I can remember is my own phone number. <laughs> That's cool. Now, we did get a little bit in trouble with Mike for um, exceeding the noise levels last time, so we'll just be a little bit mindful of that. And sorry, again, we shouldn't be talking about technical issues like this on the show, but it's actually one of the people that I admire in the radio business said, you know, make some mistakes because those are quite fun and people like to listen to real things so That's it's not right. the end of the world and we know? do like mike and and we can apologize for exceeding the laughter we, quota. we like we like very yeah. we like mike very much he gives us great tips it's fantastic he tries hard yeah and we wouldn't be able to do this without him actually he's ta- taught us everything we know super skilled <laughs> okay so we have been very busy lately we ran our first uh te triti or waitangi um training with, I, I don't like the word training very much. I think we, it's facilitation. There we are. We facilitated a, a workshop on Te Tiriti or Waitangi and also He Whakaputanga, which is the Declaration of Independence and all of the things that relate to that. So we're moving into that space a little bit because we know that there's a lot of mahi um, needed in that space to, uh, particularly for tau iwi, for uh, Pākehā to know about our history in New Zealand, know about the stories and also also know about what it might mean to be a tangata tetriti organisation group, whatever it might be, person. Yeah, so part of that conversation you may have picked up if you've been listening to our podcast is we've been struggling with and exploring what it is to decolonise an organisation such as ours, a not-for-profit charity. What does it mean in practice? And that's the biggest struggle that people seem to have. But what do you really mean? What can we do? What can we do? And and in our journey, we discovered that um, we needed to tackle some deeper issues. It wasn't just, oh, we're going to move into decolonisation. We had to understand the influences in our organisation, the structures and the power systems that we operated within. Yeah, that's right. And um, so in terms of just some inspiration for us, we happened upon, I don't know how we happened upon it, but Network Waitangi, we we knew about um, this network, uh, but these decolonisation posters, so you can check them out at um, the Network Waitangi uh, or Tautahi uh, Facebook, uh, sorry, website so nwo.org.nz and there's some um, posters on here which you can actually download and they're amazing because they just give you some real I guess some ideas for kōrero around what decolonisation actions might actually be so 
Uh, there's a poster which uh, is titled Den- 10 De- Decolonization Actions for Tauiwi-Led Organisations. So we thought we'd just talk through a few of those today on our show and um, just see what they might mean for us. Yeah. yeah. So the so one of the ones that I think is um, probably where we've been is understanding the history and impact of your work on Māori. Mm. Yeah, that's significant. Uh, and in the environmental space, uh, particularly where it is uh, in Tauiwi, um, you know, environmental projects, etc., it is... Um, you know, there's often an appreciation definitely for the work that's done because it is work that uh, cares for or nurtures the the whenua and that's a really um, important um, kaupapa for for Māori, for Māori hapu, that the land that we all live with uh, is cared for, um, understanding that as a, as a living entity. But... It's that kind of mindfulness around um, whose land we're working with that I think is really important um, and that history or the whakapapa of the land that we're working on. And that's something that I don't think um, tauiwi groups, lead groups, have necessarily done a lot of work on. It's, it's a variable space. Some mm. people do know the history of the areas they're working in. Some people not quite so much and maybe don't understand the significance of that. So there's still more work to do. And you know what? It's a lot about storytelling. And that's always a wonderful thing to do with people. You know, people love stories because yeah. that, that deepens their connection with a space. And if you're in this space, when I think one of the things that's really useful, because there's a lot of call on, you know, uh, so when Tawiwi or Pākehā organisations and people go, oh, we will fix that by having a Māori person that we talk to or that we'll ask about that, mm, mm. Um, which is a demand on someone else's time. Yeah. Because, like, you need it. Um, but mm. it's not necessarily a need that... that fulfills anything for the other person it's a transactional relationship yeah so so either source that by paying for it yeah or spend the time developing a relationship so that it's given with aroha yeah yeah Yeah. that's right um and that relationship never ends no well that's always been the invitation to have uh you know relationships that uh, of meaning, I guess, mm. uh, ongoing relationships um, because they're about commitment. And I think that's what's, you know, when we think about Te Tiriti or Waitangi, there was certainly, uh, you know, an, a relationship that was pro- was promised in Te Tiriti or Waitangi or a relationship that was about mutual, uh, mutual care, I think, uh, and... Yeah, it was going to be an enduring thing. I mean, the reality was that that people were coming here anyway. And that's one of the things that um, I think we we have picked up from our learnings with uh, Dr. Ingrid Huggins is around, you know, understanding Te Tiriti o Waitangi as an immigration document because in there is a a clear uh, outline, I guess, of what what settler people have come here um, and what their commitments are when they come here, when they come to settle here. So, yeah, it, yeah it's um, it definitely speaks about our relationship. You're here in relationship with the people that were here before you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they didn't go anywhere. They're not going anywhere. So you come here and you have you have relationship. 
Yeah, well, history didn't start at Te Tiriti or Waitangi, and it didn't start at He, he Whakaputanga. Mm. It actually is much older than that. Mm. Uh, so settlers are the newcomers. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and at the time of the signing, I think a lot of people don't realise of He Whakaputanga, which was only you know five years before the uh, Treaty of Waitangi, the, um, the, the population was significantly Māori, like 200,000 people were Māori, 2,000 people were the settlers coming in. So that was the context in which these, these documents were signed. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, if Māori really didn't want to have a relationship, they probably could have said, eh, you guys can just, you know, we'll probably just not, yeah. you know. Nah. Yeah. But there was a an interest because of what um, Pākehā people did bring in terms of like, Ideas, Māori are always interested in ideas, always interested in trade, uh, all the things. I love that. Um, was it a, a before Te uh, or Waitangi was even signed? Um, was it Napui who had already like visited more than sixty countries? Oh and yeah, eight eight thousand people had already done trips. trips. Yeah, I mean, the cool. global travellers. Yeah, global travellers checking out the scenes. Yeah, innovating. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So there's a there's awesome uh, stories to uh, learn about, and that's the understand the history and impact of your work on Māori. So you have to understand the the history, the whakapapa, the history of your work, um, especially as a Tauiwi or Pākehā person, the history of the in- environmental sector and what that has done over time and achieved and the mistakes that have been made along the way. These are all things we need to learn from. I, I um, for me, one of the the coolest and, and and best things about facilitating these workshops is that each time I do this, I come away with a new factoid that I'm like, <laughs> wow. Oh, what was the factoid? Is, oh, the one about global travel, oh, trade, right, the yeah, countries, yeah. and that. Like I knew that been lots, but yesterday was the day it was like that many like it, it sunk yeah, in yeah yeah it sunk and, in and, and you do need like, um, facts I think on repeat you yeah. know they don't always just sort of go in in the first instance and it just kind of highlights yeah. how um, <laughs> the achievement like those super like I know I don't want to call it achievement but that that, that um, success and travel and innovation and creativity has been silenced and whitewashed so hugely Mm. over the last sort of 150, 180 years. Right? Oh, yeah, but it's on the up. On the up. And it's on the up there's and so many great. amazing um, entrepreneurial yeah. um, Māori businesses, you know, just taking off and but just I just cool. imagine, you know, yeah. the uh, people even of my generation, if we had known these things from the get-go and accepted them as facts, how different the world would look like. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, exactly. And, you know, and there were people in the workshop yesterday, um, a couple of people in their 20s, you know, and I thought our education system might have been getting a bit better on this front, but still no no knowledge of he whakaputanga. You know, how can we... How can we not be teaching the significance of He Whakaputanga, the Declaration of Independence that Māori Hapu signed in 1835 as like a major part of our school system? Like why? How come? That's weird. The Confederation of Hapu. 
Yeah, I like, mean, and the, the the awesome significance of that, because, you know, um, why on earth would, would Māori not have done something like that? There's all these people coming in, there's all this trade happening. There was a need to come together as, as hapu, who were very much distinct entities of their own accord, their own, um, you know, had their own laws, their own ways of doing things, came together as a united front to go, actually, we are the peoples of Aotearoa New Zealand, and here we stand and here we are. And if you're going to come here or you're going to have anything to do with this place, you have to come and have a cordial with us. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. And that should be just a core part of our um, school system. And it's sad. It was sad to me to hear that. It is. That people in their 20s still not, you know, still hasn't quite got through. Yeah, so let's hope Let's hope it does. So much of the rhetoric in the public space is like, you know, um, people of my generation going, oh, yes, but in our day it wasn't at schools mm. or um, in our day we weren't allowed yeah, to yeah. or in our day it wasn't part of it and we learned about, I learned about Russian SARS. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> I learned about King George, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah. Some fellas, all the I, skip, I actually skipped the English stuff. <laughs> I don't know why. But Russian SARS are my thing. Oh, okay. Um, and, oh, kia ora. <laughs> Um, I'm very useful if it comes up at a pub quiz. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool, Um, cool. But but actually to understand that that hasn't improved and that that rhetoric completely misses the point that actually it's it's just non-existent unless you go to a school that intentionally um, seeks to provide that learning. Yeah. And I I do enjoy these these trainings because what I find um, that really, you know, fills me with positivity is the fact that the word is getting out so when the training when the workshops happen it's like people's people light up with new this newfound understanding and you know that they're gonna they're gonna be with you from now on you know that 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 pool of toiwi or pakia people who who know about this stuff now yeah. and who who are going to bring it into their mahi and into their everyday and into their consciousness has grown yeah. And it's like, yay, you know, so it's such a... It's very good. I said to you, Sarah, yeah. I hold my breath until the end of the day when people are saying that they're going to do something or what... And, and or how they, they felt about, about it. it. Or how they felt yeah. about it and then breathe out. Yeah. 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 Because you hope it's um, having some resonance, it's, which it definitely did. So we'll go back to our, our poster here for another I little really, prompt. My favourite, I think, and the thing I think that summarises everything beautifully is to create just and mutually beneficial relationships with Māori. Mm. Mm. Just underpins it all. It, it. Yeah, it completely does. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that, that in lots of ways requires uh, a, a listening. You know, sometimes... I'm not, I know I can do it too. You get an idea, you think it's the coolest. It's <laughs> yeah. the coolest one. No one mm. else has had this one yet. They have, but you know, you think that, and mm. so you then you out, you sort of campaign for it, or you might, um, yeah, just think you're going to ha- you have a hooey around it, your idea, that or the idea, and mm. it is so important to to listen to what's being put forward from Maori in these spaces, so that you can totoko those ideas because those ideas will be grounded in um in maori culture or in matauranga maori uh and more likely to i guess yeah i guess create create more balance in terms of what um our cult what culture is is um 
the most evident in our communities you know you still think about this world as being very much a uh, a colonized place the the model that we live by as you talk about with the structures of society are western ones so mm. when we listen to maori and we're prepared to totoko ideas from maori communities we are lifting up um you know we're, we're supporting we're being the allies that we 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 were always uh, asked to be really i think it's important to trust and to know that tikanga maori is is the environment is yeah like, like for us rather than like question that um do our own exploration to understand yeah yeah because it's funny that eh? like we we talk about the environment and we talk about sustainability as if it's this project mm. whereas like tikanga maori is it it yes. is it because it's embedded in the every way of thinking yeah. and doing it's and being life, and, breath. and words yeah. and, and concepts and all of it yeah life, it's there breath death all yeah. of it it's like right there <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's a bit like you know come on get with the program type thing yeah yeah, and I like what you say too about, um, you know, like you kind of, and I do this as well, like, like have this, um, what I think personally is, is is the world-changing idea that will solve this, that <laughs> is beautiful, that is the way forward. Um, and I, you know, and, and I become quite embedded with that sort of like, you know, just to kind of jump ahead, let's just do this. And um, on the weekend, actually, I read another article, I read an article that led me to, to question my beliefs around co-governance models mm. and co-leadership oh, models. That, was that uh, Anne Salmon? No, yeah. no, oh, no, 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 it wasn't no. Anne Salmon. It was, uh, was it Alison Jones? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I, and, you know, understanding language and the impact of language and when... Um, when you're developing these models, how does it work when um, when uh, the meaning may never match, like the yeah, in a co-governance model? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so in in the real in a in a te ao Māori view, it may never over overlap entirely with. Uh, uh, a settler view. Or, yeah, yeah, that's that, that's the thing. So that's how do you co-govern in that? And yeah. is co-governance the model if if the language will never? If the if the language will never mm. be able to cut cut across? Yeah. yeah, or come together. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Oh well. So there's always more to explore and always more to think about in this space, which is why we have got a whole show dedicated to this kopapa. Because we're getting comfortable with the reality <laughs> that there are no answers. Oh, no answers. Mm. But there are posters with ten <laughs> actions you can take as a Tohiwi led organisation. Phew. Mm -hmm. Thanks for <laughs> thanks thanks thankfully thankfully. Um. So let's have a listen to some music, and we'll be back with you soon just to update on some of the things coming up in our mahi. Now,
So welcome back to Hepuna Kōrero, uh, and it's awesome to have you with us. We're just going to um, wrap up our show with a few notices, I guess, around some things that are coming up. So just on this Saturday, we've got Intro to Worm Farming, which is uh, with the wonderful Michael at 10 o'clock at Go Eco. So if you'd like to learn about worm farming, there's your chance. And then we have the Maramataka Māori o Kirikirirua Wānanga, which is taking place up at Te Koinga Marama Marae, which is up at uh, the University Marae, starting at 3 o'clock. And you have to buy a ticket for that one, but it's well worth the money because there's some awesome kaioko including um, Pirapi Lambert and Wiramu Puki and yep uh, Te Rua and Te Maiora who are uh, part of our uh, Te Punakai or Waikato initiative so lots of awesome um, people to listen to there as part of that wānanga so you can find out about those two uh, workshops uh, and wānanga at our Facebook page and then Joe has an awesome event on Sunday oh, so on Sunday in Morena Fida otherwise uh, fondly referred to as Morinsville um, Ngāti Haua Mahi Trust the Piako Catchment Forum and Landcare Trust are uh, having an all day planting um, in the Tōtara Nahiri um, near the Morinsville Showgrounds cool so, sounds um, awesome that's a bit of an all day commitment but a great opportunity to meet your amazing neighbours and friends and and um and and honour the work that actually hundreds of hours of volunteer work has gone into that space to clear it of rubbish and mm. debris and all of the other sort of manky things that were there. Yeah. Um yeah. and it's a real treasure. Cool. Yeah. We've got to look after our treasures, eh? So if you can do some mahi to help look after our treasures over the weekend, well that's awesome. Yeah. What else is coming up? So we've got the Preparing a Spring Garden, also another one of Michael's specials, which is happening on the 24th of July at Go Eco. So learning about how to get ready for the spring. Wow, how cool. That's very (laughs) cool. On the 22nd of July in Matamata, you can join Transitions Matamata at Momentum. Um, on Ottawa Street and that's uh, where they meet and talk about the month's work and they've got lots of exciting new projects coming up um, or existing projects that they're they're wanting people um, to support and love with them and there's quite a bit going on around biking and transport there and our team are working with them Cool, that's um, awesome. To have some bike repair workshops and, oh, and do some been, bike donations. Cool, that is cool. And it's awesome to see in Kirikiriroa some of the 
uh, cycleways that have popped up just recently, like the one over um, Anzac on Anzac Parade across the bridge, leading down into the bridge. That's cool, man. That is so cool. I was like, I would feel safe riding there. I, I, I was actually driving across there, and <laughs> and I was yeah. I, I had a moment where I thought I could ride a bike. I could here. ride a bike here. Yeah. Gee, that's neat. So there's some really cool um, developments taking place um, in that in that way. And then we've got on the 25th of July, shout out to our co-organisers on this, um, uh, Anglican Action, Poverty Action Waikato for the, um, and the Palestinian Human Rights uh, Waikato, 1981 Springbok Tour Commemorative Rally. So just uh, an acknowledgement of that event that happened uh, 40 years ago in Kirikiriroa, uh, the storming of the rugby fields to uh, call off the game that was going to be played between the Springboks and the All Blacks in Hamilton. And it was a significant protest against apartheid and, and racism. So if you want to just remember that event and show your support for no racism in Aotearoa, uh, please come along. So it starts at 1.30 in Garden Place on the 25th of July. I think there's a movie that day too, isn't there? There is. Yeah. It's actually at the same time as the rally. So oh. um, yeah, if you want to go and sit and watch a movie, that's cool. But otherwise, you could come to the rally and have a walk oh, with us. Oh, taku here. <laughs> I will be on the walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kapai. Kia ora, Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But thank you for listening, everybody, to Hepuna Kōrero. Nā mihi kia koutou. Kia ora, everybody. Use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.